Should the Dallas Cowboys add recently released running back Dalvin Cook to the roster before the playoffs? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're answering your Twitter questions. We've got a ton to get through. You guys always give us such good questions. Uh, but the first one, Lane, that we have to get to, because I, I think about 17,000 people asked us, <laughs> yeah. including we'll, we'll go with Jonathan here. Should the Dallas Cowboys sign recently released running back Dalvin Cook? Well, first of all, I, I think what we should be kind of weighing talking about is what would we be signing him for? I mean, I, I don't know that like I've seen a lot of comments online, you know, suggesting that. Yeah, they should sign him and, and make him the starter and, and start him over Pollard. And it's like, you know, I, I think people, as usual, kind of look at the name and not not the body of work, especially the, the lately body of work. Dalvin Cook has not been – I mean, Dalvin Cook wasn't the same player when he went to the Jets. And I think that's why the Jets didn't play him very much. It's not like they had a – dearth of incredible players in their teams that they just I mean, listen, Brees Hall was injured for a good portion of why of while Dalvin Cook was there and, and Dalvin still didn't get a ton of carries you know mm-hmm. um so I think that they they kind of got an idea of exactly what they had in Dalvin Cook uh and I think his production reflects that again not a great team that that could could that could afford to bench a, a good player um and i i think that you 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 look at what he has left and 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 it shouldn't be a comparison of uh, you know as to what whether or not he should be uh replacing pollard i mean that's just not even the conversation the conversation should be is it worth having someone like dalvin cooks on the roster as your third backup or second backup uh in in you know in conjunction with rico or deuce well who's now on the ir but you know third running back situation right and i and i tend to think that it's not just simply because you like what you've got in rico dowdy you like what you've got in pollard i i don't think that 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 cook is a better runner at this point than either of those two players he probably has more balance to his game because he's an experienced fed he knows how to catch the passes he understands offense he understands how to pass protect but but you know those aren't really the roles of someone that you're signing to a second or third running back contract. You know you need those guys to play special teams. That's not something that Cooks is going to do. It's just not really a good fit. And then all that on top of the fact that you know I think John Owning did a great job of, of pointing out that the Cowboys are not really a, a an outside zone team anymore nope. the way that they had been in the past. And that's really where Dalvin Cook had kind of made his money. You know is is running outside zone. So. Uh, I tend to think that, you know, it's just not a great fit money-wise, situation-wise, I mean, talent-wise at this point. Um, but I understand it's, you know, it's a running back when you feel like you got a, a couple banged-up guys and it's at the end of the season, it feels like that could be a potential move. It's just not really a good fit. 
one of the telltale signs that a running back is in decline is how well do they do after contact, right? Because yeah. for the most part, you're going to get what's blocked for you. It's can you make plays after you've been hit in the backfield or after you've been hit by a linebacker? According to Pro Football Focus, he ranks uh, third worst in the NFL this year in yards after contact per attempt, 2.21 yards. If you just go by, based off pure rushing grade, 61 out of 61 quality or qualifying running backs. Nice. He also has the lowest gap grade among all running backs in the league, 49.1. I mean, listen, Dalvin Cook is a, was a really good player. He was a Pro Bowl running back, but there's been a lot of injuries, and it's probably he was drafted in 2017. We're in 2024 now. Like, it, I think it's over. I think these are all good numbers that you should be hearing Marcus on, right? Like, like I think we're hearing a lot of of quotes of yards per carry, just kind of uncontextualized yards per carry, um, which you know, which is not exactly a good measurement. And, and and I think you know part of the issue that we've had with with what's going on with Pollard's production, you know, that has to do with how the offensive line is blocking, and that's not something that Dal Dalvin Cook is going to come in here and solve unless he's playing tackle, and I'm not aware. Um, so. Yeah, I think that, you know, you look at the situation, there are kind of advanced metrics here to kind of help measure, you know, the quality of a running back separate of their blocking. And then you just go and watch the tape, you know, like that's that's really the thing and just see how the guy is able to kind of get out of situations where the blocking's bad. How does he react when the blocking's good? Is he able to get more than what's blocked when the blocking's good? And I just think Cook Cooks right now is a, is a, is a name that got a very good advertisement from Ian Rappaport in the form of a tweet from what should have been basically from Cooks as a, a, a agent. So yep. yeah, I just don't know that it's, it's, it's a fit and it certainly isn't something that the Cowboys need to concern themselves too much with. Honestly. Now the, the only reason that it's at least somewhat entertaining to me, or I would entertain the idea is if he thought he was a significant upgrade as like a pass blocker in a receiving yeah. down back, yeah. I still think Pollard is a really good receiver. I know he had a bad game against Detroit. He, he he missed uh, a catch on a Texas route that would have gone a long way. He's Two of those really... Texas routes, frankly, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. yeah. But he's really improved as a pass blocker. And I think Rico yeah. Dowdle has done a better job as the season has gone on as a yeah. pass protector as well. And then Hunter Lipke has actually done some of that work yeah. you know, over the last couple of weeks. I just don't know, would you want to sign a running back who obviously wouldn't be able to play this week and then trust them in a playoff game without playing at all to be like your guy on third and eight to pick up a blitzing linebacker. Probably not. I, I I'm always open to the idea of bringing in veterans later in yeah. the season. We'll talk about that, you know, later on in the show, but yeah. I just don't think this one makes sense. Yeah. This, this one specifically, it's just, it's just not a good fit for all the reasons we mentioned just on the team building wise. It's just, you know the Cowboys aren't going to be replacing Pollard with Cooks, and and that would be the only situation. Or maybe Rico, right? You're placing Rico with Cooks. If if you're actually replacing your running back one or two, then maybe you're making some sense. But both of those players, in my mind, are, you know, frankly, significantly better players. Yeah. Than, than Cooks. Now, if if Rico wasn't healthy and he wasn't going to be healthy from the playoffs, yeah. I think that's a different conversation. But just based off everything we've heard. The roster moves and everything. Yeah, it just seems like he's going to be ready for round one of the playoffs at 
at worst, right? Like there's a chance he plays this week. I would expect him uh, to go this week. Uh, maybe we'll see more Malik Davis who they could pull up for the practice squad. Yep. But I think you and I are both in agreement. Probably doesn't make sense for Dalvin Cook uh, for the Cowboys to sign him. Now, if you want to pick him up and like stash him for the 2024 season, maybe that's different and just kind of see what he looks like after a year off or whatever. But I think for this year, I'm good. Yeah, I, I think so too. All right. All right, let's uh, move on to some more questions, including the best possible outcome for the Cowboys in the playoffs. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so that you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, all you have to do is create an account, redeem promo code locked on, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, our next question is from at Blair Dunn 9 He wants to know, what is the best case scenario for the Cowboys in the playoffs as far as opponents? Who? Of what's possible. Well, that's, of what's I possible. Mean, yeah, I mean, th- the problem with that is that just the <laughs> the combinations are pretty endless. Uh, listen, I, I, I know I've seen a lot of debate online about, you know, uh, getting the fifth seed versus getting the second seed and the prudence wild. of those two things. Wild. It's That's a wild conversation to me. Look, simply for the, simply for, uh, the, the situation that, look, I, I know you may not want to play this team or play that team, but, but getting the second seed means that you get to play at home until you play anybody but San Francisco. Yep. And, you know, like that's not worth avoiding a, a, a decent playoff team. Like, I, I think I've been pretty clear about my feeling about this for, for from the get-go. You shouldn't feel the need to avoid conflict at the end of the season and feel the need to try to avoid playing good teams in the playoffs. Like, like you, you do what you can to get your playoff seating to kind of bolster your own position, mm-hmm. but you can't be scared to play good teams. You're in the playoffs and trying to win the Super Bowl. Like, I, I like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't think that the difference in how the Rams are playing versus how the Buccaneers are playing is so severe that I'm giving up home field advantage. Absolutely not. Knowing in the way the Cowboys play at home versus playing on the road, right? Like that, that just, it's not even close for me. Um, Now let's, let's talk 
opponents and paths. So assuming the Cowboys are the two seed, whether they win or the Eagles lose on yeah. Sunday, there's three possible outcomes who they could play. The most likely is the Rams. Second most likely is Green Bay. The third most likely is Seattle. I've got to believe that Seattle is going to be eliminated. I think Seattle, the only way they can get it in the playoffs is if they win and Green Bay loses. I think that's the only way, which is possible, by the way, because yeah. Green Bay does play Chicago. So not ruling that out. But of those three teams, which one do you think the Cowboys match up the best against? I mean, I think that, you know, they match up the best against – I mean, I have to say the the Rams. <laughs> I mean, think I listen. I understand the Rams are playing very good football right now, but I kind of still feel like just like the the matchups uh, make some sense there. You've got a quarterback who is very good. All these teams have got quarterbacks who are very good, right? Uh, I think that Jordan Love is playing at a level right now that is you know ascending. He's and he's played very good football this last month. Uh, he's got some athleticism to him. Um, you know, he can escape and, and he can get the ball down the field. We've seen what Geno Smith can do. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, if, if he's back and he's healthy, you know, now that I'm talking about it, it may be Seattle. I, I think it's probably to me, I mean, all of them, all, I think it's all pretty similar. You know, like, look, e even Green Bay, I, I have worries about Green Bay and that offense and the way that it's kind of picking up steam a little bit. I understand they don't quite have the the, the skill players that they need yet, but they've got they've got a talented quarterback uh, who, who has really played well in the last, you know, last month. I think with, with the Rams, you know, you've got a pass defense that the Cowboys can throw the football on if they can pass protect up front against obviously Aaron Donald and one of the best young rookie defensive tackles in football. Uh, and then Seattle, it's like they have a pretty solid defense at times, it feels like. The Cowboys are able to obviously throw all over the yard with on them uh, in in Dallas. But you, you, you wonder, you worry about Geno Smith and that passing attack coming mm -hmm. back in here. And they certainly aren't going to be afraid of throwing the ball against Dallas. So I, it's, I, it's, it's hard. Tough. Yeah. Well, so the way that I keep going back at it is generally you want to avoid good quarterbacks, like if possible, right? Mm -hmm. And it's Stafford, Love, and Geno. And I'm not sure who's the worst quarterback of those three. I, I, I think Stafford's the best probably like on a week-to-week -week basis. But we've seen Jordan Love has some awesome games. And then Geno played great against Dallas. He played really well last week against Pittsburgh. So that mm -hmm. part of it's hard. Then it comes back to the defense for me, which, funny enough, you look on paper, it's probably the Rams that have the least amount of talent outside of Aaron Donald. But over the last month, they've played the best, and it's not even been close. I mean, Seattle just gave up over 450 yards at home to Pittsburgh last week. Green Bay, a week ago, got absolutely shredded by Bryce Young and the Panthers. And a week before that, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers put up 38 points on them. So it's, it's really hard. Part of the reason I think it's the Rams for me is <laughs> I was going to say Rams fans don't travel. They don't even travel to SoFi <laughs> to go watch their team. So like, I just think if they, if it's a Cowboy Rams game in Dallas, it's that's a hundred percent Cowboy fans. But if it's Packers Cowboys, I think you're going to get a, a good chunk of Packer fans there, which not wouldn't make a difference, but I, I, I kind of lean the Rams here to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, the thing about this is that all these three teams have interesting offenses, but all three of them, they got problems on defense. That's man. the thing is all so, three of those teams have major issues on defense. And 
with the Rams, it's Aaron Donald and it's not great. At least and with Kobe, Green Bay. And Kobe Turner, basically. Yeah, right? Kobe Tur- yeah. At least with Green Bay, and I know their defense has struggled. They still have Kenny Clark and Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary and Jair Alexander's coming back. At least they have we'll more blue chip guys. <laughs> maybe. There's, maybe. There's, yeah, there's another coin flip between now and the playoffs. So who knows what, what may happen to Jair Alexander. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's tough. But I do think that, you know, looking at these at these lineups and 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 you know the potential teams that you could play i mean is there any daylight between them that's so significant that like makes you feel like you've got to play one of these other teams versus no no but here here, i will say this i'm going to change my opinion again i kind of want it to be the packers for the cowboys and that i would like the rams to be the sixth seed because we're talking about playoff situations if the rams are the sixth seed They would be going to play Detroit in round one. I actually feel really good that the Rams could go into Detroit and beat them. And then assuming the Cowboys were to win, um, that means that the Cowboys could play the winner of Bucks philly in round two. And I'm just – I love that. I'll take either of those teams. Because I – I'd rather play the Philly the way they are currently constructed or Tampa Bay rather than playing Detroit. Although we're not terrified of Detroit, they just beat them. And then maybe, maybe you could have, if, you know, if the Rams were to beat uh, Detroit in round one, then you've got the Rams going to play San Francisco and Sean McVay does have a pretty good track record against Kyle Shanahan. So why not? Yeah, I I, I do think that, I will agree with you there that that that's a good consideration is that any uh, uh, any combination that includes the Rams separately playing San Francisco uh, before we would have to play San Francisco, that would be helpful. I mean, look, yes. it's simply because it would be nice if San Francisco did not have a waltz into the, <laughs> into the NFC championship game. Um, but also, you know, there is a chance that, that, that the Rams kind of pull off that upset. And, because I don't and, see Green Bay. Like, if Green Bay is the uh, – I guess they'd be the sixth seed. If they're the sixth seed, they beat Detroit, which they've already done this year. I don't see Green Bay going to San Francisco and beating the 49ers. Heck, they couldn't even do it when they had Aaron Rodgers at his absolute peak, right? Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't see them doing it this year. I can see the Rams beat the 49ers. Man, I mean – it's, it'll be an ugly day in the Aaron Rodgers fandom uh, if if Jordan Love does go into San Francisco and beat uh, San Francisco. That's going to be a, a hard day on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think if anything, you know, you've laid it out. Like, you know, we we have preferences, we have uh, uh, you know ideas on what 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 may why one team may be easier or another, or one team may help us with the path down the road than the other. Uh, but to me, I think. For the most part, it's it's they're pretty close. They're they're, yeah. they're all kind of and that's I mean that's kind of reflected what we've seen in the NFL season too, right? Is that all these teams outside of that top kind of tier, top two tiers, uh, they're all pretty close. The two seed is just so valuable because if you look at what the first two games could look like, yeah, going to Tampa Bay and then playing in San Francisco versus playing at home against Green Bay and then playing at home against Tampa. Like, I mean, there's a, there is a real chance that you could play Green Bay and Tampa in back-to-back weeks at home, and that's all you have to do to get to the NFC Championship game. And we've seen plenty of years before where the number one seed gets upset in round two, and it's the number two seed hosting the NFC Championship game. Uh, 
that's the path that you want for the Cowboys is like Baker Mayfield and Jordan Love coming to Dallas. This is what we've been asking for and wanting for for years. I mean, yeah. honestly, like this has been the problem the last two seasons. The Cowboys couldn't find a way to break through and get that extra playoff game at home. And, and look, I understand that the Cowboys lost a playoff game at home, and like it's, you're not guaranteed to win these things. But I also think that this this is a much better team playing at home than that team was. You're also and, not having. MVP Aaron Rodgers coming. Yeah, yeah. Dallas. So, I, I I think that the NFC is set up for the Cowboys, to, you know, to make a run. Yeah. You know, in the playoffs. Like if they if 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 they take care of business, the Cowboys are significantly better than than these teams. You know, out, out of outside of San Francisco. Uh, I do think that we just talked about it. The Cowboys have scary sides of the ball on both sides of the ball, and and these teams that we've been comparing. You know, they they have one side of the ball covered and then they're holding on for dear life on the other side of the ball. Absolutely agree. All right, let's get to one more question, including why do so many teams ditch veterans at this time of the year? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and find the best popular parlays that are out there right now. Plus, there's a futures market. There's the game line. So much to do on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast. Every day or on tomorrow's show, it's our crossover show with On Commanders. David Harrison and I talking about that game on Sunday. Make sure you tune in for that. But, Lana, we've got one more question. Uh, and this one comes from at Watson822. He wants to know, why do teams release players this time of year? Mm. What are the pros and the cons of releasing a veteran player? Uh, and is there any players that you could see being released that could help? Well, real quick, let's let's give a quick update because it does sound like, you know, after speaking yesterday that the Cowboys have not officially signed Lael Collins yet uh, or Damian Lewis uh, or Damian Wilson. Right? Damian Wilson. Um, no, I didn't do it right. Uh, I, because I think it sounds like there's still some contract stuff working through, which is it's funny because Lael Collins did have an Instagram post saying he's coming home. So we'll see I, how I that w- all works. I wonder if they're trying to get this to be a two-year deal. Mm. Like, yeah, like the rest of, we're going to pay you week by week to be on the practice squad this year, but we also want you to come back next year so we can have you in the building to get you in shape. Yeah, that that makes some sense. I think it, it does feel like a kind of ooh, we have a sticking point in the contract kind of thing, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I'm sure they'll work it out. Um uh, but it is funny that Lael, you know, already did the Instagram. I mean, post which basically really really took away all the leverage that his, yeah. his agent has. So uh, which is pretty funny. Um I, I think look, the, the the reason that the kind of roster stuff goes the way it does at the end of the season is all based on on where your team thinks they are, right? If you're going into the playoffs, you're a buyer, 
right? Like, because you want to try to like make sure your team is deep enough that you have the depth that you've got the, all the players you need to kind of get through the playoffs to, you know, if something were to happen. You think about the nightmare scenario that's that San Francisco's base when they played Philadelphia in the NFC championship, obviously that's quarterback. So it's a whole other thing, but I think that kind of gives you an idea of, like why teams are, are are kicking tires on veterans that are being cut and, and that sort of thing. The reason why the question is why do teams cut these guys at the end of the year? And I think that the reason that the teams do that is guarantee contract guarantees, roster uh, bonuses, roster like, bonuses. I think yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook was like he had four hundred and forty thousand dollar bonus if yep. he was on the roster in week eighteen, which is like and, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, and and as teams get to the end of the season too, like as they start to realize, okay, I'm, we're not in the playoffs. We're we're vying for a draft spot. Uh, it's it you know you, you kind of cut some of your dead weight, some of the veterans off your roster that you know maybe you're not going to bring back, uh, or that you know that you need the roster spot for because uh, teams that are kind of you know rebuilding or know that they're going into a rebuilding mode, they'll start buying up practice squad players, young mm-hmm. players that they like on other teams. Uh, and, and and try to hold them onto their roster so they have them throughout the offseason in their program. So you'll see the kind of uh, uh, the Washington Commanders, the the Chicago Bears of the world, the, these teams that are clearly out of the playoffs, that, that don't have anything more to play for necessarily, but are trying to kind of rebuild their teams. You'll see them start shedding some players and then start gobbling up players from practice squads that they liked or, or you know, just futures type guys yeah. that they want to develop. Uh, and so it, it's kind of a, a weird exchange of, of between the good and the bad teams, yes. right? That the bad teams are like, oh, well, I, we have this one veteran. He's got is at the end of the year, so maybe we cut him so he can hop onto a a, a good roster. And we want to sign a, a guy or two anyway, so we need that roster spot. So uh, it actually usually ends up quite working out quite well for both sides. Uh, and that's usually the mechanics behind why it's happening at this point. And you'll also see some of the really good teams that know that they're like one of the top six or seven teams in the NFL. They'll start to sign guys that they know can play for them for three or four game stretches. I think the perfect example yeah. of this was Eric Weddle when he got signed yeah. by the Rams in 2021, yeah. like yeah. didn't play all season. And then he gets signed in week 18, plays a bunch of snaps and, ends up becoming a starter for the Rams, you know, over the next three games. And a legend, I mean, too. Rams yeah. legend, because he had, like, several interceptions, didn't he? I mean, he, had, he played yeah. really, really well. So you're going to see some of that this week, and maybe that's what the Cowboys are doing with Lyle Collins. Like, over the course of the year, TJ Bass is a better option because he's younger, he's healthier, he can get you through kind of that long stretch of the season. But if you just need Lyle Collins for a two-game stretch, he's probably the better option uh, we saw last year T.Y. Hilton did this for the Cowboys. Yep. Now, he came in a little bit earlier. He came in was right around, I guess that was a couple weeks before Christmas, yeah, but November. It's kind of th- same thing. You're going to see that across the league. Guys just renting viable NFL players for the next month to help them chase a championship. Yeah, and exactly the kind of thing that Cooks is probably going to get somewhere, right? Uh, Dalvin yeah. Cook. Wow. Dalvin, uh, well, we'll maybe <laughs> we'll see. The, according to Ian Rappaport, that that's that's exactly he's now fresh, so teams can yeah. use him for a big play. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, I I do think you'll see a couple other names pop up over the yeah. next couple of weeks. I'm sure you'll see some veterans get cut over the next couple of days that might be able to jump on playoff teams. So keep your eye on that. I know somebody asked about Martavis Bryant. Like if he is, is yeah. he somebody the Cowboys were saving for the playoffs? My guess is no there. I, I think that they, what the idea was is that, you know, his situation is different, right? Because he wasn't 
with a team necessarily, right? He became available. And I think the Cowboys are viewing him in a very similar sense, though. I, I do think that you know that that's a good thought process that they are viewing him as a let's get him on our roster and and just you know get him healthy and see what he can do and maybe yeah. in the offseason he can develop into something so uh i think he is kind of a, a a very early version of that late season signing to kind of bring into the fold and just see what happens uh really quickly just just for fun if there was like one player out there that's a free agent that you would that the cowboys could bring in for like the next three weeks for a playoff I mean, run you you know the answer Marcus. I mean, is it rolando mcclain it's rolando mcclain yes of course i was gonna say uh, how old is sean lee now oh he's 37 oh my I, god no no he's too old and he and listen he's been out in california like not doing football things there's a reason we haven't heard from him I have a feeling. That yeah, but did you go Rolando McLean and Sean Lee were in the same draft? That's right. Yeah, that's actually I do know that. But I think I also Rolando I also know that Rolando McLean is is a freak of nature athlete. That that look Sean Lee is incredible, but Sean Lee is not not the same kind of physical yeah, specimen. Right. Uh, I want to hear your guys who who are the, the listeners out there. Just tell us one guy yeah. you wish the Cowboys could sign for like a three week playoff run. To help him get to the Super Bowl. I want to hear your names. Uh, but that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the podcast on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Landon does an awesome job with the Lockdown now. It's the, the one of you and uh, your daughter just cracked me up. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you right back here tomorrow with the crossover Thursday edition of the show. See you then.